0: We're on page ratio Dalid, 214, four lines from the top. <laughs> Just to recap what we said in the previous page, the main point was that the 10 spheres, how they're included within the Mitzel, the infinite emanator, the source of the spheres, before they become revealed in a defined concrete existence, the role of Attilas, when they're still included within the Eirin Saif, they do exist, but not in a Matius Niketis, the neglis, not in a revealed, recognizable existence rather they're totally absorbed and subsumed within their source. And the difference is that in the world of Atilus, there's no new creation of spheres. The spheres are not a new creation, they're just a revelation of that which was already concealed, but now it's a Metzius de Keres. The existence, identity of each Sfirah is recognizable and revealed and now has taken on a concrete existence of Chokhmah and Chesed, etc., whereas beforehand, as they're include, included totally absorbed in the, their source, the emanator, the maitzel, the It's not each one's existence is not recognizable, and rather they actually totally have a ischallus, because each one's existence is so bedakos, so refined and spiritual, that there is no real defined existence there, therefore they become totally um, included with each other, and not with any ischallus differentiation of each one's existence, each one's characteristics, there's no separation therefore they become totally and it's as if it's just one entity all the ten in that state and just like all the different colors and the elements of a flame how they're included within the gechelis, the coal even though they do exist all these different elements of the flame but they're there in a concealed state and all be all totally together um and there's no change and no novel existence when the flame emerges from the coal it's just the revelation of that which already existed within the coal. But before the, when the flame existed within the coal, it was a lot more of a dachos, And therefore, being that the existence of all these different elements of the flame were so dachos, so refined and abstract, ethereal, therefore they were able to totally unify together. And only when they come out, when the flame comes out, then all the different colors become recognizable in their existence and take on a concrete uh, existence, defined existence. But the point is that there's no Chidur They already existed within the kol, Um, just in a more ethereal, abstract way. <clears throat> and the difference is, and now there's a Matthias Nikeris when they become revealed. And that is the idea, same idea, the Moshul of the midis, how they're included in the Seychel. They're not a Matthias Nikeris, but when they come to reveal revealed in the, in the heart, then they become a Matthias Nikeris. The difference between Kepeda and Kas. Kepeda is. The midah in the seichel and the kas is it's taken on the real existence of the midah of Gvudav, takes on the real existence of anger, but the Mida did exist in a concealed in a concealed state within the seichel, and when, when it emerges into the heart, it's not that it becomes a new existence of a midah, rather, within the source within the seichel, it existed in a more darkistic way, in a way that wasn't felt and it wasn't sensed at all, wasn't sensed that much. There was a sense a little bit. There was a spilus sichlis. The fact that there was a spilus means that it is sensed, that there's a midah type of aspect within the sechel. And when this midah becomes revealed in the heart, then it becomes a more morgeshis, now a felt existence. So too, the idea in the skulls of the in the general life force of the soul, that how they exist in the general life force, they're not an metzius nikeris. And the general life force of the soul is this totally stripped of any definition, totally simple, abstract, even though there is included within that general life force all these soul powers. And when the soul powers become re- revealed from the soul, then they become they're a real existence of specific, di- differentiated klechis. And so to above, that, that within the Oedid Sefer Meitzel, all the Tensivitists are included in a concealed state, in a potential state. However, they're not there in a material Niketas, in a recognizable existence. To be in a state of Yitzchalkus, of differentiation, each one's existence recognizable, different from the other. And Atsilis is now that there is a revelation of that which was concealed within the Oedin Seif. And therefore, each sphere takes on a Metzilis Niketas in Niketis, a recognizable existence, and individual spheres. But it's not a schatus because they already were included within the Oedin Seif, a Meitzel, within the Infinite Emanator. And the revelation of these spheres in the world of Atsilas, it's not that they became a new existence, there was created a new existence, Chash rather. It's just that, like the Kirchis of the Nefesh, that when they become revealed, they just become revealed krechis. however they already they always remain krechis nafshim. even after they take on a concrete existence they always remain krechis which are interconnected with the soul itself <clears throat> um, so to the 10 spheres after they become revealed they are still a lukus. i mean they are still a revelation of godness but now they become revealed and concrete existence and now you can you can actually define them and say this is Chochmah, this is Chesed because of the definition that the Kalim give to this Uyur. But the Sfiris always remain interconnected with the Uyur, which gives them their vitality every moment. We quoted the Vayi that in the eser sfidus, when they become revealed from the potential to the actual, there was no change whatsoever. And not like every other Kayach and Payal, that the becomes is totally different compared to the Kayach. That the Payel is Gashmi like the koyach apoyl and that you take from your thought into an actual action. Or even though there could be a koyach apoyl, a, p- a apoyl which is st- still spiritual, but it's not similar to the first mahus at all, like the malachim. Angels are spiritual existences, but their source is in the spheres of atzilus, which is obviously totally different. So the apoyl, the malachim are totally different than the koyach of the spheres This is not true about atzilus, the spheres of atzilus. Because they're totally not they're not separated from the emanator and at all. The only difference is that after they become emanated and revealed, um now they're becoming revealed and they be, always remain unified and in the exact same way that they were before they were revealed and they were totally absorbed in the Creator. Um but the only difference is now that they're emanated, they become emancius nigla. It revealed existence. And then it's Shaykh to have this idea that Hashem conducts the world through them. But before they were emanated, they weren't Messias nigla, And therefore, they were totally iskalos, v'isachtus, totally unified, and included altogether. And that's where now we can understand this big question, um, how this fact that the ten sefiris are included within the agency of Amaitzal, within the infinite emanator, how does that that not obligate that there is now a ribi within godliness, a, a multitude? Multiplicity, which is a opposite of one of the you say this varumuna that Hashem is one and not made of many different details, because how the spheres exist within the infinite emanator, they're totally unified because each one's existence is so bedakus, so abstract, and not defined, that it's almost as if it's just one entity. All these ten spheres, <clears throat> just like the soul has within its essence has taryag minik um, but nevertheless, it's all the keches are not ni they 're not they haven 't taken on an concrete existence yet therefore they 're totally unified and and included together and therefore there's not really a they're almost as if they're just one entity so four lines at the top of ratio <speaking> in so too will be understood that the inclusion inclusion of the ten spheres within the infinite emanator they do not bring about a multiplicity within him, which would be god forbid which would be a Opposite of one of our foundations of our faith, that Hashem is one. <speaking in Hebrew> because all the ten sifuris, as they exist within the emanator, they're totally unified together, one entity. <speaking in Hebrew> they they are the same quality as Hashem's <speaking in Hebrew> his simple unity. That meaning simple in the sense which not made up of any details and of, of any um, different entities. Rather, it's just a simple unity, abstract, stripped from any definition, stripped from any any parts. And that is how the ten Sevitis exist within the eidin seif, and therefore they don't bring about a multiplicity because they exist in the exact same way that the eidin seif exists with the with the pshitas. Even though we said earlier that in godliness there's not such thing as a potential which is lacking in the actual, so already the potential state of the is how they exist in the eidin seif, they, there is an actuality to them. So, if that's true, then they have an actuality. They already have some type of definition. So, that would seemingly bring about a ribu within the Yiddin. But we said earlier, even the poil of, of this koyach, like when we say that, so the koyach itself, the potential itself has an actual existence to it. But that potential's actual existence is similar to the koyach. So the poil of that koyak is very similar to the actual potential state of the existence. Kmoishin is clearly ill. The is barul makmach explains, like we mentioned earlier, and explains in another place. So the when we say in koichas or poil, these tensfiris have exist in a potential state. They actually exist, but that actual existence, which is stemming from that potential state, is so similar to the potential state that it is the same idea. That it's totally there, but see, it's there so Bedakus that. You can't count as if it, as if these are different existences here, just one entity. Therefore, they don't bring about a Ribu. And this poil, this actual state, does not bring about, does not add anything on to the koyach. It's so similar to the actual koyach. And therefore, the conclusion is that these 10 Svidis, they're totally unified altogether, just like they are in their potential state. Even though that potential state doesn't lack any actuality to it, but the actuality is very similar to the potential state. When the potential state, they're totally and they don't, each one's existence is so abstract that it's almost as if they all are just one entity. And therefore, they're all b'pshittis, just like the eighties of So therefore, it doesn't bring about any rebate. The whole, the fi shita zu melikus mamish, according to this opinion, that the ten svitis are literally godliness, a revelation of godliness, al kar so you're forced to say, shehim ain't safe mamish. That the ten are literally Ein soif mamish, are unlimited. And not limited at all, not without any limitation to me, shen, soif the being that we're saying now, that the ten are mamish. They're literally revelations of godliness. Therefore, a revelation of Hashem, just like Hashem is totally unlimited, so too his revelation is unlimited. So, and being that, that they are just like the Oyinitz of Maitel, just like the infinite emanator, who can and the emanator is totally unlimited, Vim King and that's only me So If so, then the ten sviris which are emanated, which are revealed from him, are also unlimited. Sfira, so what does this mean that the ten svhiris are are totally unlimited? The whole idea of Sfira seemingly implies that it is a limited existence. But here we're saying that they are totally um, just an expression of the Shem's infinite essence, and therefore they must have an infinitude towards them, to them. So what is that infinitude that these ten spheres have? <laughs> like we quoted earlier that each sefirah has an unlimited extension, unlimited breadth to it, an unlimited influence. It can extend forever. Its influence, its effect has no limit to, to it. <laughs> like for example, take it is totally unlimited. the sphere of chama itself is unlimited in its extension in how much it can be expressed and how many levels it can be expressed in in its expansion It's totally unlimited not like the uh power the faculty of wisdom Chokmah, that is in the person's brain in, in the physical world there is a limitation to how much that of Chokmah can extend in our world um sorry, there is a gvul to the power of its expansion, of how, of in what levels it can be expressed, how much it can expand, extend out, and only to this extent it can extend and not eat any further. Shagam um, Chochm, for example, so now we're understanding now how the Chochmah down here has a real limitation to it, whereas Chochmah above in Atzillus, does not have any, any limitation to it. Even the greatest, wisest um, person has a limitation to the extent expansion, the extension of his Chachma. Meaning he is very wise, but his wisdom will not reach without end. There is going to be an end to how much he knows. He's not going to know everything. Even the greatest chacham is going to have a limitation to his wisdom, because the etzem each his koyches of seichel of are limited. Therefore, no matter how much he knows, it's always going to be limited. And also, more in general, the level of chachma of the created worlds of obviously excluding Atzilus, is limited. As it's known that every limit every creation just like the, anything within the, in the world of biyah, any creation is limited and therefore automatically his keiches, his powers, his faculties are also limited. So, Chokhmah, no matter what, it's not going to have an unlimited expression. Chokhmah is not going to be expressed in uh, a, something opposite of it. It's not going to come out into a physical stone. Um, chokhmah is something which is in the realm of Seichel. So, you're not going to say that, oh, this khach, this wisdom is so, so low that I can actually touch it because the Chochmah is never going to extend to an unlimited way into the world of touch, which is totally not in its realm. It, it's already limited, inherently limited. So therefore, it doesn't have an unlimited expression. No matter that the wisest person will not understand everything, that's a limitation. And also in general, chachmah within the creative worlds of Biyah, even in the spiritual levels of chachmah, are not going to be expressed outside of their realm. Therefore, there's not an unlimited expression to them. Chokhmah will stay in the realm of Chokhmah and not go into Bina. It will not become Bina. <speaking> but which is not the case of Chokhmah, of the world of Atzilas, me it's being <speaking> that it is, like we said earlier, Attilus is just a revelation from Hashem, from the unlimited source of Atilas the unlimited uh, Hashem, and it's not a new creation, therefore it has no limitation to its expression, to its expansion, to where it can be expanded, expressed in. So to the uh, faculty, the sphere of Chesed, it is totally unlimited. Every sphere of the world of Atilus is totally unlimited because it is a, it's a It's lakusma, which is literally godliness, Totally inherently connected directly connected to the Ayrian Seif, to the infinite emanator, and therefore it also has an unlimited quality in the sense where even though it's already defined this is Chokhmah, this is Ches, this is you know specific speedase, but each sphere itself has an unlimited expansion and an unlimited expression to it it can be expressed in an unlimited way unlimited ways so according to this opinion that the Asusfiris are are a revelation of a lakus, totally godly, therefore they're ain't safe, and their expression has no limits. We'll understand that to the tzir, <coughs> um Mishnah. That's what it says in Sefer Sudha, first chapter, Mishnah. Asusfiris Blima them safe. Ten which have no substance it says their their measure is ten, but they don't have any end. Just like we're saying here, even though there's ten civics spheres, and they have a specific definition to them, but nevertheless, being that they're elukos, they're revelations of godliness, just like Hashem, their source is unlimited, so too they are unlimited. And they spash just so Peter Sharan Ban, Ramban explains in the Sivir Tzidah, and this Mishnah explains that, it mentions that everything derives from the Ein from the infinite essence of Hashem. That's why the ten spheres have no end to them. Even though the ten spheres have a measurement and a specific um, limit to them, that there's only ten spheres. But, but that very measurement that they do have, the ten spheres do have, has no end to it. Meaning every sphere, each and each spher, even though it's measured in its own. Capacity and its own definition. It's Chesed, it's not Gvuda, it's Chokma, not Bina. Nevertheless, each one, each one of those spheres has an unlimited capacity, unlimited expression, unlimited breadth to it. And to say that each sphere is totally unlimited in its expression and its expansion. Being that they are all emanated, meaning revealed. Directly from the infinite energy of Hashem, the emanator, who he himself is totally unlimited. Therefore, though, also the spheres, which are limited, they are defined already, they are, have a concrete definition to them, but nevertheless, they have an unlimited nature to them. Each one is unlimited in, in its expression, in its expansion, in its reach, in its influence. And the fact that they have 10 spheres, specifically 10 with a specific definition, the same thing is the spheres, how they exist within the infinite energy of Hashem, the emanator, the source of the world of Attilas, Shesh Sham Gamkin canal. That they're Even there, within Hashem, there are 10 spheres, within the infinite emanator, there are 10 spheres, like we said earlier. That, that when Hashem, they, when they're regarding the idea that Hashem emanated revealed, from himself, the world of Attilus, the Sphiris of Attilus, there was not any novel existence that was created here, not within the Emanator, the source of the world, the Sphiris, uh and Attilus, and not within the emanations, the, crea- the revelations in the world of Sufres and the world of Attilus. They already existed in a B'dakistic way, in a more spiritual way, it is abstracted within the Emanator. Um, already ten Sphiris and still each one is totally unlimited in its expression, its expansion. In its reach, so when the world of Atzilus was emanated, it was revealed from Hashem. There wasn't a new creation, both within the emanator and also the nets, the Netzal, the creations, the limit, the emanations are also not a new existence. The difference is that only how these fetus exist within the infinite emanator, they are totally in a state of inclusiveness, one with the other, and you can't recognize the difference between each one's existence. Because they they are not a matias nikeris there, a recognizable existence there, because they're totally absorbed and overwhelmed by the revelation of the infinite emanator. But when they become emanated and revealed in the world of atzilas, then they become recognizable existences. Each one's characteristics and nature becomes recognizable. This is chesed. This is chochmah, etc. And in general, this refers to this idea that there is a limitation to the spheres, Even though each one in itself is totally unlimited in its expression, this idea that they are inherently limited, this is because of the So the fact that these 10 spheres exist within the infinite emanator, the infinite energy of Hashem, before they become totally concrete existences in the world of a this limitation which they experience already within the emanator, that's the idea of the Koyach HaGvul, Hashem's potential for limitation. Just like Hashem has the power, they're gonna say here soon, just like the has the ability to be unlimited, so too he has the ability to be to limit himself. Because if you don't say so, then you're basically you're applying a limitation to Hashem. You're saying he's he's limited to the unlimited. He's limited to be infinite. But he's he's the so unlimited actually that he has the ability even to limit himself, to be finite. So this is the idea that within the the ten Svitas, how they exist within Hashem, the eighth Seif, This is just an expression of Hashem's power of limitation. Behind him, Asha S's Sha'in Saif The fact that the infinite emanator, the infinite essence of Hashem, has the ability even to limit, to be within the realm of limitation. Like the famous quote of the The quote is that if you're going to say that Hashem only has the ability to be unlimited and He doesn't have the ability to be limited, then you are actually diminishing from His completeness. They're saying he's missing something. He's missing the ability to be within the limited realms. So that is the idea that Hashem has 10 spheres. 10, specifically 10, that's a measurement, limitation. It's a revelation, it's an expression of Hashem's power of limitation. And Hashem in His infinite essence is the utmost complete existence. The most complete thing out of any existence. And because He's the utmost completeness, so therefore He must also as part of his shleimus, have the ability to limit himself. He has the power within limitation. of And this is the idea of the ten sfidus as they exist within the Oedian Seif. Ten specifically, which is a limitation. That is Hashem's expression of Hashem's limitation. And therefore, even though they are limited existences, defined existences of chachmim and chesed, nevertheless, they are still unlimited in their expression, in their expansion. Because they are all kachis of the Ain Seif but just like the Aint Saif has the ability to be unlimited and that's why each sphere is unlimited in itself so too he has the ability to limit himself and that's why each Svirah is limited in and of itself uh, Pardes Shar uh, Gimel Perikdal, in the Gateway 3 Chapter 4 Piddish Mishnah Hanal and he explains this aforementioned Mishnah of the Sefirot that we just quoted that are, the 10 spheres are blima, without any substance but their measurement is 10, without any limitation. So the part that explains that, and this is the quote, what does it mean when they said that the 10 Svirahs are Bli Ma, they have no substance to them? The Because their essence, their being, is not understood, is not comprehended to us, to the limited creations, to limited beings. Even though, we, even if we could say that this Svirah is Din, is judgment, and this meaning Gvurah, and this Svirah is Mercy. And similarly, like we're going to say, you apply different definitions to the Sviris. We really don't understand their true core, their true essence of the Sviris. When we're defining them with these specific names, these definitions, this is only how we understand the effect of these Sviris, the effects that they have on the created worlds, but not how they are in their very essence. But from their very essence, their core, they're totally without any substance, without any definition. And that's what we said, they're ain't safe, Specialists and they're totally unlimited in their essence, but their expression, how they affect the worlds through the kalim, that's how we can understand their their. That's how we can start having somewhat of a comprehension of the spheres only after they become limited and are expressing themselves channeling through the vessels. So, Omar me dosan asr, and then the part that says, What does it mean when the particular surah says that they have a measurement of specifically 10 spheris? They... And so it says that they have only 10 Svidis being that from the fact that there are 10 meaning there's a measurement to the Svidis you would say that from that is going to be drawn down this idea of limitation God forbid therefore the Sifat Zir continues that no don't think that these are inherently limited they, are, they have no end to them and they're and this is the end of the quote of the paradise so the Sifat Surah says that there's Blima they have no substance meaning they have no definition the fact that we can recognize anything about them is only because that's how after they become enclosed in their vessels and channeled through them and therefore have taken on a certain definition. And then it says that they have a measurement of 10. Ah, uh, don't think that this measurement is what actually brings a real limitation to them. This video is like I said according to this opinion they are literally a revelation of godliness which is unlimited. Therefore it says each sfida even though it has a definition to it has no the, the unlimited nature of it is that it has a Unlimited expression. So according to this, even the fact that they are specifically defined as safe, that doesn't diminish from their unlimited nature. They are totally unlimited. And now we're adding an additional thing. Not only are they unlimited in their expression, in their expansion, in their reach, even their very measurement themselves, the fact that they're already defined and measured as chokhmah, or as Chesed, or as Rachmim, and all the like, all the other Sfiris, even that measurement which they do have, that is only Mitzad Pe'ul losan. That's only an, an account of their effect from the perspective of how they are channeled through the Kalim, which give them a certain definition, that they bring about this limitation of chokhmah and Chesed but in their very essence these spheres, in their core their essence of their being they are totally unlimited even not just in their ispastus, in their expansion but each one is limited no each one is actually unlimited the only limited aspect that we understand about the spheres is after they become channeled through the Kalin and the whole point of these spheres is to bring about limited levels their source thats the, their this energy this revelation of the Kus is just a source it's a source to bring about limited defined Creative, um, the limited, defined levels of chacham chesed. However, the sferes them in and of themselves are totally unlimited. Just the revelation of the kus, which is pashat pshitas without any definition at all. So, to explain this even more, how now we're saying that not only are the ten sferes which are ten, therefore they have a limitation, but their unlimited nature is the fact that they have a unlimited expansion. Even more so that they even their measurement themselves. The fact that we call them chacham chesed. Is only with the pu'ula of the svidus, but not in and of themselves, them and their very essence and core are totally unlimited. To explain that more, which is inspired in the Beer of Naiman Azayir, as explained in the explanation of the statement of the Zayir, Va'yetsi Davkufchem Mechesem and Va'yetsi, page one hundred forty-eight, side B, Nitos by It's printed in the Hisafis, the additions to the Beer either from the Metla Rabbi of the Samachtedik Be'Einian Chayyeho regarding. This idea of Chayecha Aphilo B'monin Dili, I swear to you that even B'monin Dili, lay even my own garments I will not use, Elo money Dilach. Aphilo Dili, even my own garments I don't use, rather B'monin Dilach with your garments. So the context over there is not so relevant for what we're going to be explaining over here about this idea of the garments, my garments or your garments. So, what is the Zayar, the Biyari Azir explain on this Maimed Zayir. What is this idea of Monin, which is a Aramaic for garments? This idea of garments is the Kalim, the vessels, for the divine energy which encloses within the vessels of this Eris, and the vessels are basically the channels which define this simple energy and give it a specific expression of Chochmah and Chesed. So what does it mean then when the Zohar says "money my garments"? So my garments refer to the garments directly connected to Hashem. That's the garments, the kailim, the channels of the world of Atzilus, which are called garments. The kailim of Atilus are garments, which imply that there are something separate, so to say, just like a garment is not the person itself. <laughs> because it says in Tikkun Zohar about the world of Atzilus that. Him, meaning Hashem in His very essence, and Chayoi, and His revelation, His Oyer, and Garmoyi, and His Kalim, which is the Garmoi also means His garments are totally one. So the garments, the Oyer, the revelation of Hashem, and His very essence are all one in the world of Etzillas. So now we see where they're called moning delete they're my garments, because the garments themselves, even though they're a basically expression of Hashem's power of limitation, they are totally one with Hashem in the world of Etzillas, the world of basically a revelation of God, and it's not a new existence. So therefore, they're money delete, they're my garments, unified totally with me, as it's known. As I explained in another place regarding the statement, the idea of a, the Pusik, Pusik says, whatever is called by my name. So what does it mean with anything that's called by my name? This is going, this is going to be referring to the Kalim. Of Atilus, that the Kalim are even called by my name, showing that they're totally unified with Hashem. If they're called by His name, the shmi which my name is referring to, the world of Atzilus, which is why is it called my name? Because this world of Attilus is just a, like we said, like the name implies, just a of revelation of Godliness, a revelation of Hashem's infinite essence, and that's why it's my name. some my name, which is totally unified with me, so this is the same idea here. That the whole world of Atzillus is totally one with Hashem. The Kalim and the oir are all one with the Ihu, with Hashem in His very essence. Right, And that's also implied in the verse, that this is referring to Atzillus, because it says, So, is the highest level referring to Atzillus. So, the whole world of Atzillus is called by the name of Hashem. The name is just an external part of the person, not the person's essence. So too, the world of Attilus is not Hashem in his very essence, it's just a Atsilus, just a frash, it's a Gili Alekus. At the same time, it's the highest level of Gili, which is totally unified with Hashem in his very essence. That's why it's called Shmi, my name, because it's totally unified with me. is yeah. so Shar Ben Dalid. And the part in the gateway it's called Ben Dalid, talking about the name of Hashem, which has Dalid Oasis, four letters. Seif Perik Aleph. Kosavi writes there, D'Atilus who shmoi shall ain soif. That Atsilus is actually referred to as the name of the infinite essence of Hashem. And that's what we're saying to saying here. Shmi refers to kolonikibrish shmi refers to Attilus, which is totally unified with Hashem. Therefore it's called my name. So Atsilus is the name of the infinite essence of Hashem. Peter What does it mean? It's the name of the essence of Hashem. The name is just the external revelation of the person of the person, how he relates to the outside world and that is the idea here that it's called the name of the infinite essence of hashem because it shows upon his essence just like the name of the person is what allows you to relate to the person itself um, so too the name of hashem is this this level of divinity which shows upon which tells you a little bit about hashem's essence and that's the idea of attilus just because it's an agili therefore it's a revelation of hashem's infinite essence therefore it tells you something about the Atzimus. Like we said earlier, the Atzimus is a, just a revelation of divinity. And therefore, just like the Oir is a revelation of the Moir, so too Atzimus is just a revelation of godliness. Therefore, it tells you about the source of that revelation, the Maitzot, the Ein Seif. Being that Attilas is a just a, re- a revelation of godliness, it's not the essence of Hashem. However, being that it is totally, this revelation is totally unified with the infinite um, energy of Hashem, the emanator, the the source of the world of Attilas, therefore it is the name of the infinite essence of Hashem, that it tells you, it shows you about Hashem's essence. So, Meaning through Atsilis you can understand, you can come to know what is the Oedan Saif, what is the infinite energy of Hashem. Because this is a revelation directly from the Oedan Saif. Therefore, the Atsilis can tell you something about the Oedan Saif. That's why it's called the name of Hashem. The name of the person is the external revelation of the person which can give you somewhat of a glimpse into what the person's what the person is. Just like also, explain so this, that the name of the person is It's to the essence of the person, even though it's just the external revelation of the person. But that's why when a person faints, you call them by their name. That's what wakes them up because the name relates to the essence, the very essence of the person. Therefore, it wakes up that essence. So, to hear it, the name of Hashem is something which shows you it relates all the way back to the essence of Hashem. And that makes sense for Attilas because Attilas is just a gily of the Oyen Seif, and therefore it's totally interconnected with the Oyen Seif. Shem Kosav, and over there, the Parathis writes, this is only replying to the oires, the divine energy of the world of Yetzirah, it, so not to the kalim, because the kalim are already a defined level which don't tell you about the Shem's infinite essence. Rather, just the oyer, which is posh, divested of any definition, that can tell you about, that can be referred to as the name of Hashem. But according to the opinion that we quoted earlier, the malachas, this could even apply to the kalim, that the kalim are also called the name of Hashem, because according to Malachis, the kalim are also direct, just revelations of divinity, but in a in a more um, contracted and a more limited way. It's a, the revelation of Hashem's ha-gvul, of Hashem's potential to limit himself. We'll stop there on top of his Reish test of five lines from the top in the middle.